0: hey everybody and welcome to the cigar club podcast episode number three and the very first interview that we have hosted here on the podcast with many many more of these to come i couldn't be more excited or more honored to introduce this podcast and announce that it's with our dear friend omar defrias from fratello cigars that i've had the privilege of getting to know so well this year spending time uh, on phone calls and facetimes but also in the dominican republic Last month, we spent about a week together down there blending cigars for the, for the club and for you, our Cigar Club family. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you learned something new and you get to hear Omar's story For me. When you hear the stories of these incredible cigar makers, it makes their cigars taste that much better. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting what we are doing here at Cigar Club. I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you same time, same place next week what is going on cigar club family welcome to another episode on the Cigar Club Podcast, I am your host, Dave Ember. And joining me today uh, is David Pugh, Producer Pugh. Producer Pugh in the house again. The Palette Prince is back. We're in Mobile. We're sitting up here on the balcony. The rain is holding off. It's gorgeous out right now, but it's coming. It's coming later today. It it will be here soon. I can feel it. Uh, and of course, joining us for our first ever interview on the podcast. The man, the myth, the legend. The basketball sensation, the NASA superstar, <laughs> and one of the greatest cigar blenders of all time. Omar Defrias for Tell Cigars. Welcome you, you to the show, Omar. You're
1: too nice. You're too nice. You know, an introduction like that, I have to hire you full time to just be with me on yeah. the road and just introducing me everywhere I go. So we go into a retail shop. You <laughs> we go into a retail shop, and you say, Ladies and gentlemen, you know, like that's the kind of like. <laughs> Feel I want to go in if I'm the Minican Mailman.
2: Make it, <laughs> it makes a great hype, man. Just have him come around with you and just narrate everything you do.
1: <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys for having me over, man. This is all I can't wait to uh, have a quick conversation with you guys. See how everything has been.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Omar, I think it's been what three weeks since we were in the DR together. Back time, regulating to normal life. I'm smoking some blends from that trip, which we'll dive into in a little bit. Um, but just want to extend a great, you know, just a big welcome and a thank you for making some time for us. Yes. thank Um, I know Pew and myself have been going back and forth on all these questions that we have for different brand owners and, you know, all the stuff everybody wants to know. So we'll do a little Q&A action. We want to hear your story. We want to get into some new projects you're doing. We'll talk about some projects we're working on. Um, but let's just hang out, have a good time. Uh, and it's going to be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. Yeah, I want to know, Dave, We, uh, what are you smoking? And then I'll uh, tell what I'm smoking. Mm. Thank you, Pew, for always keeping us on task. I am smoking an undisclosed blend that I can say has a Pennsylvania Broadleaf wrapper on it. Uh, that Can we see it? There it is. If you can believe that's a Pennsylvania Broadleaf, which I'll let Omar talk on in just a second, Pew, yeah. once you uh, drop what you're smoking. But uh, this is one of the blends that and samples that came back with me from uh, my time in the Dominican with... With Omar and our time spent at La Aurora. Uh, and this is actually my first time smoking it since, since we were there. So now that's yeah, had some time to sit in age. Um, so, yeah, we're getting into it. What about you, notice,
2: Pete? Notice you smoking that one and did not offer that to me. I'm just <laughs> just saying.
0: Uh, this morning, Babe, I let's grab, hear
2: the love. Let's hear the love. That's what I'm saying.
0: Listen, I had two.
1: <laughs> there we go. It's a good point. It's a good point. I'm not
0: worthy
2: yet, is what I just heard. Uh, this uh, morning, I grabbed the uh, Fratello Oro. Uh, the David, you know what size this was? I didn't even look. I just That's literally grabbed Corona. It and, yeah, I think so. Um, if I'm correct, Ecuadorian Connecticut, African Cameroon binder, and uh, Dominican Nicaraguan filler. Uh, yep, first one first First time well. smoking the Oro. Okay. Excellent. Nice. Uh, we got the man himself. We get all the questions, uh, all the correct uh, and incorrect uh, fixed. <laughs> uh, first time smoking this one. So really looking forward to it. I got a cup of coffee sitting next to me as well, and I think it's going to go it. Beautiful. Omar,
0: you're not smoking right now, but if you were smoking at 10 a.m. in your office, what would it be?
1: So it be the classical right now. It would be the classical or the New Arlequin, which I've been in love with uh when when we're talking about like you know two cigars that sort of hit my palate to perfection it's like all of my cigars are like you know our cigars are like children right i mean you just you just love them all equally right but when there's something in the morning that you know it's like it's like it's that one kid that just jumps into bed and gives you like a gigantic hug you know what i mean for all the parents out there that know a little bit of what i'm talking about it is this extra special uh you know it's a special kid right and so that's the trafico, uh Corona for me. Um, it's uh, um, I love that in Abitola, of the Corona and the Boxer, and I love it as well. I love the Arlequine, which is my newest line. Um, that's why we've been doing, you know, killer business with. And, um, you know, lately, obviously, it's been, uh, you know, this bad boy right here, which I've been, you know, loving and adoring like crazy. It's that beautiful, perfecto shade. Dave oh, this very well. I feel very well, so uh, that's what's gonna happen in uh, in about an hour and a half or so. Cause uh, it's uh, it's gonna be on,
0: <laughs> dude. When we when I smoked and I talked about it actually, I think on our first or second podcast, yeah, did, I yeah. went into grave detail about that cigar. Yeah, that was one of the most amazing experiences in cigars for me. Was sitting at uh, Camp David in the Dominican Republic. Me and Omar were grabbing dinner. Up like however many hundreds of feet in the air on this mountaintop that makes you nauseous as you drive as you drive up. It or as you have a NASCAR race to- <laughs> <laughs> I heard yeah, that sure I, he I had damn Jeff Gordon here uh rolling us up. And uh but you're we're sitting there overlooking all of Santiago and they bring out our food and Presidente and we're eating and we're drinking, and Omar hands me the Clasico perfecto that I'd never seen before. We light it up, smoking it. And it was just one of the most incredible cigars I've ever had. Uh, and I don't, I don't just say that lightly because Omar's here. I say that because it just blew my mind. It was the profile I love, rich red cinnamon, big, bold flavors, balanced. And then I was eating this like coconut rice pilaf situation. And it was just like the perfect food pairing. Yeah. And I'd never been able to pair food and cigars before that moment, three weeks yeah. ago. And there it was with the imperfect pairing uh, legend over here. Uh, himself, Which we love. To it do. was like, it was mind <laughs> it, it blew my mind. Um, so anyway, that was a great experience. And uh, Omar, you're like the king of, of pairings. And I know we're both like really curious. How did that you've got this YouTube channel and perfect pairings. You don't just pair bourbon or wine. You pair foods. You pair Mama Juana. Yeah, I mean, everything. How did that start? And, and how did you develop that love for, like, making cigars and other things, Mary? Yeah, so so for me, it was about, um,
1: I'm all about always challenging my palate, right? I mean, one of the things that I struggle with the most is, like, you know, I, I, I hate the, the the status quo. I, I want to challenge, um, you know, different, different pairings. I want to challenge my palate with things that go you know, all the way to the right, all the way to the left, all the way to my, you know, high acidity, low acidity. Uh, I I just want to challenge my palate in every possible way again because it's, I consider it a training, right? I'm training the, you know, my taste buds and I'm training myself to understand certain things when it hits my palate, when it doesn't, how it adds flavor, how it doesn't. And so that's what the show is all about. And Perfect Parents is about us showing people in the cigar community and outside of the cigar community because it's it's an all-inclusive like one catch-all kind of show i happen to be smoking cigars uh pairing my uh pairing my food and my drinks and whatnot you can do this with you know wine and and food you can do this with scotch and food you can do this with anything and so um the cigar community has always been very uh very entrenched into mostly oh do you like it's one of the questions i get the most what do you like to pair with your cigars, and I'm like, you know, it's like, because of that question, uh Imperfect Parents was born. And so I've done, I've gone everything from uh, from Chacoli, which is a mixture of, you know, Coca-Cola and wine, which I encourage people to do often, but it actually works on cigars and it's a Coca-Cola very- Coca-Cola and
2: wine? Coca-Cola and wine and ice,
0: Yeah, okay. it's a classic,
2: I mean, it's a classic drink. It's a yeah. classic you, drink, <laughs> right? I
1: mean, in the North Spain, it's
2: very yep. popular.
1: Yep, very, uh, very much so. And so wow. after that, I mean, I paired it with oysters as well. And I tried oysters and cigars. Definitely don't do that again. But, you know, <laughs>
0: you maybe gotta try definitely it
1: though. try it with the checker You got to give it a try. So you, cause you never know. We I appreciate have toast people toast like burger. you that will
0: try that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Thank God for Omar, <laughs> else we'd all be eating oysters and cigars. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so that almost you answers go, you go my Miami. question.
1: You can try Toastone Burger with a cigar, and that's how you know. You know what I mean? It's the kind of stuff you can challenge yourself with.
2: So it's very fun is the uh the oyster pairing your your worst pairing like is there has there been one where you're just like this is absolutely awful and I can't believe I tried it um
1: so I've had so the oysters was very rough man it was the saltiness I love oysters and I mean I'm telling you I love oysters I love oysters right um but I will be honest when I tried like uh, salami like Dominican salami Uh, mixed with uh, mango plantains, which is basically mashed plantains at the Dominican Republic. Um, And I put some eggs into the whole mix. That was not great. Now, the (laughs) the plantains by itself, yes. That dish is called uh, Los Tres Golpes in Dominican Republic. Um, And they put Los Cuatro Golpes as well, which is basically, uh, they've tried it. It's basically mashed plantains with eggs, um, fried cheese, and salami, Right. Traditional oh, okay. as a gets in the Dominican Republic. each of them That's obviously ridiculous. have their own flavors. When I'm you mix them all together, it's fantastic. When you mix them all together and then I smoke a cigar at the exact same time, maybe not great because <laughs> of the egg, but yeah. if you eat the protein individually and smoke a cigar, it actually works. So it's the kind Interesting. of stuff. It's kind of stuff that just works out pretty good.
2: Yeah, it's there's spicy food I, I can't pair with uh with a cigar. It just always yeah. takes it too far in one direction and it even a full-bodied heavy cigar, I still can't... It just won't match the absolutely crazy hot sauce that I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: The, um, you know, for me watching... I've watched so many of those pairings videos. And then to be a part of one this past month in DR, where we were pairing the, legend, the legendary uh, Dominican drink Mama Juana, That's which fun. is rum and tree bark and roots and all these, like, wild things... We got uh, Manuel Iona's personal stash of it. Yes, that was special.
1: That, that was a special, crazy.
0: Moment. Omar, can uh, you can you explain a little more about Mama Because I, I don't think I did absolutely. Justice, but absolutely. there was that, and plus that moment with him and you was just really special. And then
1: add add years of 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 this drink being curated. Add years of this uh, drink having something as special as. Um, what do you call this? Um, you know, how, you know, have, have the whole experience with Manuel, you know, obviously, you know, blending into the whole process was just incredible. Right. But primarily it's, it's really about like, so mama Juana is basically a combination of like, you know, tree barks, roots, um, things that you're finding in, you can find different areas in the Dominican Republic that obviously, uh, once you curate with alcohol, it extracts a lot of that flavor out. Um, and then basically once you, once you go through the process of the curating and then the refill action is just incredible, right? So Manuel, uh, and his family have been doing, you know, there's, you know, it's just this bottle keeps on going down this recipe of, it's basically Dominic and moonshine, right? It keeps on going down on the different, like his children are going to get, you know, the recipe on how to do this the right way for the, the palette of what they have enjoyed, every year usually during the you know christmas time or special occasions or just you know after working your ass off on a week and you're getting a just a you know a friday off um so manuel was kind enough to bring this mamahuana from his house his family's recipe as well because every single mamahuana is not the same you you can curate it with with different with uh, with with different wines as well like you try to put in Um, a particular wine like the first thing you have to do is you put to put rum into it and then just let that rum just sort of get a lot of that starch off of the uh, roots and then you pour it out you do it again and you pour it out then you have to put you know wine into it so that wine can impregnate a little bit of its flavors and its colors and that's why you see that color coming out of that uh, mamahuana drink. Being that sort of amberish-looking color that is so delicious, and obviously Dave, you can speak into the flavor of this bad boy, oh, wow. and maybe some of the benefits when you got home. Maybe some of the benefits. When you yeah, got I was home.
2: I, that. You read my mind, Omar. Is it medicinal? Because I've never, I never heard of marijuana oh. until I saw the video. <laughs> it's and kind the, of medicinal. I mean, the tree bark in it, the root. I gotta know.
0: <laughs> it depends on your diagnosis. <laughs> Omar, I'll let you break it to him
1: yeah so it definitely has uh it definitely has its um its male enhancements um you know qualities to it so, uh, oh. so if you are ever <laughs> so if you're ever in the Dominican republic and uh you go down there with your girlfriend or your wife or significant other
2: you know oysters and mama it
1: would hey. be a very powerful combination
2: very powerful that would be combination something. <laughs> so and some people give uh, like sourdough starters as a generational gift. It's mama Juana in the DR. Oh, yeah. Exactly, exactly.
0: That's the way yeah. to go. Yeah, that that was great. And the, the I really actually also enjoy the taste of Mama. Ana. I could I could sit there and drink it. It's cinnamony, which everybody knows I love. Yeah. And it's sweet and it's a little spicy. It's incredible. Uh it was truly that was a a an, an experience to have that generational mama Juana come in drink it smoke it with you guys it was amazing i mean that Uh, bottle looked 60 years old as in itself yeah Yeah. that was johnny walker black label like 30 40 years ago Uh, but it was it was great it was great omar i um i know this story and i know a lot about you and Fratello just from the time we spent together but a lot of people don't and you have one of the most fascinating stories in this industry from your back where you were born, what where you grew up to where you ended up in a career and then how Furtello started. Can you give us a little bit of insight into that, uh, how that all happened and, and how you kind of fell in into cigars? Absolutely. I'm sure you've never told this story before. So uh, first time on here ours, on, on our podcast.
1: Time. Whoever <laughs> hasn't heard it, man. I mean, it's always new to them, right? It's like, uh, it's like, you know, what cigars you haven't tried, you know? Well, you know, like, what would you smoke out of the line? Right. I mean, I would say like the question of what's new is like, but what's new right. to you or what new, what's new to him may be different to uh what's new to somebody else but um i used to um that's what you probably see like a little logo in the back i have like a transition of like the nasa logo to like the the logo right like from is. space to smoke right the
2: progression
1: um, and, space uh, to
2: smoke. I, I like that. it. god that's a good
1: that's a good uh, tagline that's right and so uh what we did a lot of I basically worked for nasa for about 12 years i was hired uh, the University of Puerto Rico after finishing my MBA there to uh, come work for NASA in 2004. Um, and uh, I, I came in as a management and program analyst, I was doing a lot of uh, um, analysis on budget and, uh, and programs and whatnot, and that's sort of what I worried about my career on, was working a lot on, you know, program and project management uh, for NASA for the chief information officer. I did it at the human resources level. Ah, uh, the vertical opportunity level, and then um, at science mission director level, where I was, you know, the in charge of a five billion dollar budget for NASA, the execution of that budget for the agency, and it was awesome. I um, I loved every part of the mission for NASA. I loved every part of what uh, NASA stands for in the noble mission that it has. Um, but I fell into cigars because I I am from the Dominican Republic originally, so we are cigar country. Uh, you know, it's a very important part of our lives. And, you know, I I grew up with my grandpa, you know, seeing him smoke cigars. I, I, there was a retail shop that was right around the corner from my house. And so, you know, I was always surrounded by the smell, the aromas. I was, you know, I was, I was floored by how incredible somebody could put in a whole bunch of dry leaves together into a beautiful cylinder format. And then people would smoke it and it has flavor. And I'm like, what is going on? Right. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a different version of like a fermentation version of Mama Juana. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, I was, Mama Juana. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, see, Dave, every single time you and I talk, man, it's always something. Hey, we're, listen, me. we're all, amazing.
0: something always, something always uh, comes <laughs> up. Always happens. It always <laughs> happens. That's actually
1: pretty interesting. Always. Um, but it is very special, you know what I mean? And I think that's one of the things that, um, that, that, you know, to me, it was very special to see my grandpa smoke close to my house and, uh, my mom telling him, Hey, you know, my, why don't you take a little, little sip of rum for your, for your grandpa smoking a cigar, that kind of stuff was special. And so, um, I fell into it because I started working, I'm trying to do something a little bit on the side, um, that could get me, uh, more connected to my personal roots, which is a Dominican Republic and obviously the cigar smoking, which I've been doing since I was 17 years old. Uh, and long story short, and I did it for I, I worked for NASA um, while owning my own cigar brand for about three and a half years, uh, where I was uh, very happy to you know announce in 2016 that I would be moving on and doing cigars full time. So I quit my NASA job, decided to just go in full throttle, and here we are.
2: Yeah, one of the things that I saw, I think you said that the budget that you were overseeing was like 10 percent of the world's space budget. Or the U.S. budget? I thought that. I mean, that's incredible.
1: The world, the world, the, the, the science done in the entire world. That's I mean, crazy. that budget accounts for ten percent of all the science done in the world, and there's a reason for that. Is because it's not just the fact that we're doing X, Y, Z, right? It's that we have what we call like uh, um, the spider web of of science, right? Like NASA has a role in you know the science that this guy in Switzerland is working on, right? But this guy in Switzerland needs the patent needs the work that NASA did on the, you know, um, on, on the probe that just landed in Mars, for example. Or the optics are the things that happen with the impact and the information and in the gathering that we got when you struck a, a, an asteroid with a bullet. You know what I mean? Which is basically what we did. And so what was the, or were the gases? And so that guy needs a little bit of that information. The guy in Norway that is working on you know, a uh, uh, heliophysics heliophysics new project on how the sun continues to affect human lives. How does that guy have, you know, you know, the information that he would need? that He would go to NASA for, you know, X Y Z and that kind of stuff. So it was the spider web, and so a lot of people don't know, but five billion dollars goes a long way in terms of science, and uh, and that's what NASA does: research and development.
0: Oh that's my it. God! Yeah. I- I'm just picturing like being the poor, poor soul that has to sell Omar a car when he walks into a dealership and work with this negotiating mastermind. Get me the hell out of that place is what I'm saying. I uh, I worked with 10% of the world's space budget. What can you do for me? I I think we can do better. I think we can do better on that price. I I just, in my head, just tallied up the actual cost on this car. Tire, importing the rubber, putting together the steel, your factory based in Germany. You can come down 8%. That's, wow. right,
1: that's right that's right
2: That's
1: right. <laughs> that was brilliant brilliant
2: i do want to know um how's your time how were your time and experience at nasa how did that help shape fratello as both uh, a brand and a company like
1: yeah so so i will tell you i mean nothing nothing uh nothing can help you and, and i've come to realize this after you know eight years of doing fratello right uh, nothing can prepare you for entrepreneurship. It It's just it doesn't work like that. It's just, There's so much, man. There's a uh, uh, there's the human resource aspect of it, right? Like it's like at NASA, you are trained and you are wore and you are the you know your 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 leadership skills and your skills are developed so that you can become the best at this, right? So we have the best person that you know. We have the number one guy for everything doing with plastic. There's nobody else better than that guy at NASA that does everything to the dot of what has to deal with plastic wow. or with wow. you know metal or with you know plutonium and stuff like this, right? Like these guys know so much about this, right? So when I was getting trained. I was getting trained in program and project management, right? I wasn't getting trained in human resources. I was not you know, which is what all businesses deal, right? I wasn't getting trained in human resources. I wasn't getting trained in like diversity and equal opportunity. I wasn't getting trained in like, um, uh, the development and the agricultural aspect of, you know, tobacco. I wasn't getting trained in all of these different facets of what running a business is all about. Right. Um, and so I'm having to pull things from NASA to answer your question that, you know, pertain to, you know my my business right so a lot of people ask me omar how you, how, how's your supply chain you know there's a lot of problems with getting tobacco stuff you know that kind of stuff it's like yeah supply chain is what i do you know what i mean i do this is yeah. program project management is what i do so in that end, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty solid right but um it, do i have challenges like any other small business you know does 100 um, usually, when it comes to math, I'm pretty good at it. I'm maybe not the best negotiator when it comes to buying a car, but who knows? Maybe, maybe I can be. Maybe with the support um, of um,
0: yes on be. that. <laughs> 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 so, and also, a quick pause. Look at the ash on this man. Look at that beautiful thing. That is gorgeous. Oh my God,
2: I harped on that last Dude. week. I love a white ash. It just visually wow. it just
0: brings me yeah. more into the moment. I love, it. I love it. This Tucker's. This is it. quite the first cigar of the morning this uh yeah. pennsylvania Broadly. that's starting the day off right that's starting the, day, off something. the other
1: day man and it's, i thought it was i thought it was smoking amazing after just like two weeks of like
0: resting right and that's what i'm kind of amazed at. i'm like this is two weeks maybe maybe three tops because they made them like a couple days before we got there yeah. and it's already a profile is is coming into it and that's yeah. like so interesting to me the development of like when tobaccos age and sit with each other how that changes the Mm -hmm. the profile of the cigar with time. Do you like when you're blending cigars, I'm assuming when you're coming up with a new blend, it, it can't just, you can't just like have, you know, working with the rollers and, and blenders at the factory. And then you get a, you're like, yeah, this is it. It's been there for like a day. Right. And then three weeks later, you're probably like, uh, this is totally different. Maybe it's totally different in a good way, or maybe it's totally different in what happened to my cigar. Um, what is that process like, like the timeline of that? because that cigar could totally change in three months. How do you know if it's going to be good early on? Right. What do you look for? Um,
1: so you know, you're one hundred percent right. I mean, it's it's very hard for you to basically pick up on a, the subtle note of a cigar that's literally just been rolled, right? I mean, it's just there's too much water. there's too much humidity. It's been you might be able to you know it, it might not even be smokable right at that point right because what we do is before we roll the cigars you have to aerate the leaves with water and air right so there's a guy just spraying a, little, a whole bunch and you saw this whole process yeah. david just yeah. a whole bunch of water and it's just rehydrating those leaves that have been aging for two three four years in some cases ten in some cases five six right and uh, it's bringing them back to life right but when they're rolling the cigar so that the leaves don't break in the process right that's when you just let them sit for maybe a day or two or something like that, just so that you can smoke it and see what it's all about. What I personally like to look for is just um, I, I don't I, I don't want to I don't want my mouth and my palate to feel too much tart, for lack of a better word, right? So it's like just that, just covering my palate. I'm not I'm not looking for something that covers my palate and doesn't let me experience anything else so that's exactly what those two cigars did for us it was it didn't cover our palates and then we could experience some very drastic like pepper notes if you're experiencing pepper notes on a cigar that young and that just like that fresh not young but fresh then that's a sign that there's going to be something else that's going to develop out of that pepper it could be more of a subtle pepper it could be more of a long-lasting you know hitting you in your face, pepper. Um, and then there's that sweetness, right? I mean, are we looking, at, you know, does it have the potential of having greater sweetness, right? And so that's why, if you let it rest for then three to six weeks, all of those flavors start coming alive, right? Because, um, a lot of those flavors were, you know, brought down by the uh, by the water and the humidity in the Dominican Republic after just being refreshed, rolled
0: wow yeah Yeah. i mean that that that's the part to me that is just so mind-blowing like my little little experience of being in some factories and getting lots of sample blends into smoke and watch how they progress i'm just like so many people that i've been fortunate enough to watch their process and work alongside of them like yourself omar you guys will say things like that at the factory i remember when we were smoking the connecticut broadleaf uh blend and you're like oh yeah this is this is going to be xyz and i smoked it a couple of days ago and i'm like oh there's like a couple of the key things omar talked about that were non-existent in that cigar three weeks ago in the dominican republic And but, it's just like mind-blowing to me and it's crazy i mean my guess is like that must just happen with time and smoking a lot of cigars and being in tune with the process and being at the factories and and you're just training your palate like I, is there any other like there's no shortcut for that is there
1: nope nope it's it's time guys it's uh it's time it's process is good tobacco and it's blending that's it yeah. i mean I, you, you you can try and cook an amazing uh um you know chicken marsala but if you're you know the, the, the tomatoes <laughs> you're getting or the breading you're using or the you know some of the ingredients are just not there come on how, how can it be any good you know it's
0: we good. good. Oh, we're good. Hold on. We lost you for a second, Omar. I think you're back. I think we're back. Oh, wait, wait. Nope. Can't hear you.
2: Well, as, as he comes back, that reminds me a lot of just distilling, right? Like, so wow. yep. a master blender in a distillery is putting unaged whiskey in a barrel that's going to sit for 5, 10, 12, 15, 30 years. No idea what it tastes like. And they'll, they just know, hey, we're going to put it here in this Rick House and we know that it's going to be, you know, perfect. It may not be. I mean, imagine a new blend too, right? If you're putting a new whiskey blend together and, un, you know, you're going to put a part of the warehouse and you're going to try it every two, four, five months and something that's going to sit for 10 years, it may not be as good as you wanted it to at the end of those 10 years
0: and just like that, he's back. Sorry about that, guys. No, it's all right. Call Welcome and all back. Of a
1: sudden, apparently, your phone does not like, you know, <laughs> the picture of a phone coming, okay? Just know that. Uh, <laughs> but um, and, but
2: uh, you did a great job, job filibustering. Hey, I had, it, I had it lined up to talk about, so it was a perfect entry. I was saying that, you know, it, it reminds me of like a master distiller at a, a, a whiskey or bourbon. You know, they're yeah. putting something away that tastes absolutely nothing like the final product. Um, and they may not, you know, see that final product for 12 years. Uh, yeah. and, and just knowing, like, here's the good ingredients that we put in. I know what it tastes like young. And then I'll come back to it every, you know, 2, 6, 12 months, however would it be, um, and, and follow that progression. I think that's absolutely <laughs> fascinating.
0: Yeah, and Omar, how do you, how does that translate? I know uh, you've got some beer in the works that you're uh, releasing, some IPAs, some lagers. still still my questions yeah. over here. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even see that. I didn't. I didn't know. even have written down. I was just, you know, it was off unbelievable. The cuff. You know what? It's just good to be here on the same balcony as you. It is. Um, but Omar, <laughs> how does that, you're, the, you, you have such a discerning palate. You're big foodie. You're into like all all the beverages of the world, all the vices of the world. How does what you've done in cigars translate to beer? Is it a passion project? Is are you looking for more pairings, or are you really interested in trying to bring beer? types of beer or methods to beer that have never been done before. What's, what's your, what's your goal with, with the beer?
1: Right. So the beer was a, was a very, was a project that fell on my lap um, out of, you know, was, I wasn't looking for it. I've never been um, this huge uh, um, fanatic for, you know, trying different beers and different things. I, I love, I'm a, I'm a child of the Dominican Republic and obviously of Presidente beer. So this is what the beer that I
2: drinking. He won't stop talking about a Great part of my life, right? I mean, it's so I good.
0: not beautiful? <laughs> how about the fact that one, I don't think they serve water in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I ne- I don't think I saw a glass of water on the table the four days I was there. And within la- within landing tires hitting the ground of the airplane within ten minutes I had a Presidente in my hand. Here's your President And it didn't, you. and it didn't leave until I got back on on the damn plane to go home.
1: We had to stop. We had we had to make those pit those president pit stops. You know what I mean, Dave? I mean
0: President pit, have, pit you stops. You had to
1: take it for the team. You had to take it for the team.
0: It was brutal. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, that's okay. right.
1: That's right. No, uh, the, the the beer was a very interesting project, man. Because um, I, I, as much as I've seen the craft industry, uh, um, the craft the craft beer industry, you know, grow just like to just to heights that I I think are fascinating with the innovation that has been done. Uh, one of those uh, uh, craft beers, local to Virginia, um, Android Theory, they've done. Um they you know their you know their styles they've done a great job with their styles and one time I uh I, I saw an Instagram post. Somebody saying, Hey, if the guys at Adroid think that I should pair this beer with uh Fatello Boxer, and see what it's all about. And I'm like, so I said that's cool. I mean maybe somebody told them at the you know at the brewery, hey, you should try this with Fatello. The and then I was like, let me let me just go look for it They're in my total wine source. So I went to Total Wine, I Got the, you know, I got the bottle, I said, where's this particular, you know, demon-looking bottle? Because they got a very dark, you know, <laughs> uh, branding behind it. It's like, where's the, where I can find the demon? And it's like, oh, you're looking for X, Y, Z. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so you need to go look for over here. So I go get the bottle, and I see the bottle. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Russian Imperial Center, and I turn the bottle, and it says, perfect cigar pairing. The Fratello box. Ooh. No. It's Already it's on, on the label. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I I fell back. I'm what? What? Like, Oh my god this is 2014 i'm thinking i made it i'm like this is 2014 this That's is you
0: leaving nasa you've this been doing this for like a year and yes. you walk into a total wow. line and your in your cigar brand and my a specific, specific cigar is on the back of someone's beard in
1: the back of someone's wow beard. like I that, am had that had to be an experience fucking guy i've ever assisted ever ever in the world so i'm calling my son i'm getting high fives like Daddy meet it. Boom. Yeah. Your thing. Hi, You've hi. made it at Daddy that. Point. Man, you know? so. I did
0: I didn't make it when I was running a five billion dollar uh, budget for NASA. <laughs> I made it when my logo was on the back of a beer can in total wine. Yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. So then I told the guys like I love that. All right, I'm gonna take everything here and I'm gonna take everything you had in the back and I'm just gonna just yeah, I'm just taking it all. Just give it to me. And then after I left, I was like, Well, oh, how dumb that was. Um, now I got all this beer. And no one ever, you know, but a whole lot of people are gonna get to try the beer. <laughs> that <does my> <laughs> he took brand, it all, you
0: know? so I'm like,
1: ah. But that's it okay. Just killed so this like,
0: marketing campaign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll
1: well, I drank, I drag it all. Um, but it was cool because it was a good, it was a hell of a pairing. So after that, I reached out to them and said, "Hey, have you ever thought about doing like a collaboration uh, with us?" And and we worked on it for for quite a few years. We actually did our own small batches, where we would try uh, a, a hazy IPA, which is a, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Beautiful double IPAs with uh, the the Oro and stuff like that. And all of a sudden people just had to connect with it. We launched our first uh hazy IPA last year and it was a complete success. And now uh we're going full throttle this year with three new releases. And so um it's uh it's a it's a project that fell on my lap, but it was a project made out of uh you know, pure hardcore just pairing, just getting that balance, just looking for the balance of the beer and the cigars, and it worked out pretty good.
2: Oh, you said a juicy, IP, hazy IPA with this aura would be incredible. It is, man. It is because it, it, it's not
1: overly bitter. It's got that bitterness imbalance. We have the fruit imbalance. You don't want it to be overly fruity either because a lot of that pineapple, a lot of that citrus sometimes can be overwhelming on someone's palate. So if those things can be tampered down but still give you that hazy flavor, right? Plus, then you add a cigar to it, that cigar smoke to combine. It was powerful. So yeah. uh, I expect to see some of that in about
2: a month or so. Ooh, that's going to be wonderful. Yeah, the way that I, I look for pairing is try to, you know, if something's on one side of the spectrum, I'll see if I can pull something to the other side and, and get more of a balance in that, whether it be balancing the wine or beer or balancing the cigar with a pairing. Uh, and that sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah.
0: A lot of balancing talk going on over here. What's yes. that about? <laughs> we'll teach you, Nick. We'll,
2: <laughs> you hang out with me and Omar. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you away. the. Right, well, it's right. run, I mean,
0: I I... I, I called uh omar when we were in dominican republic the balance king because i think that's just what he does so well with all of his cigars if if i could find like a personally a common thread amongst the fratello lineup it's balance like you're never going to get something that's so overpowering that you have to put it down because the strength is through the roof and the pepper you're never going to get something that's so mild that you're like just smoking it to smoke it there's this balancing act that happens with all of your cigars that i think is unique to fratello uh and i think it's part of your little your secret zing that you add to every single cigar that you do yeah i, I no, completely you right you're 100 right it's uh it's it's the base of my it's the base of
1: my business man i um i i if, if i cannot find balance and something it doesn't have to it, it could be it's food it's it's drinks it's uh it's it's overly peaty scotches or or if the peat is imbalanced then i'll enjoy it if not yeah. i do not i mean it's all totally about the different flavors you know
2: yeah would you say i mean dave hit the nail on the head with with the balance being kind of like this overarching theme uh would you say for anyone who hasn't smoked Fertello cigars or maybe isn't as familiar with Fertello cigars as they are with other brands um, how would you describe the profile, or, or kind of is is there a describable profile or taste that you look for in kind of like an overarching theme of uh, tell as you your current blends, and then as you go to blend new cigars for the future?
1: Right. So, um, so there is um, every single cigar has a different story, right? So it's just um, it really does come down to what is your palate uh, more inclined to do, right? So if your palate is more into like pepper bombs. You know we're not your company we're just not right because that's not the kind of smoker i am right um but if your palate is more into into um experiencing you know multiple notes right during the entire smoking experience then we are your company right if you want to experience some sweetness if you want to experience you know slight pepper and different tones of pepper it can be white pepper red pepper it could be very black you know the very black bark you know tarpi pepper which we also have that kind of stuff if you like cigars that have you know some earthiness and that has uh and that has a lot of barrel then you know the bianco is your guy right if you like cigars that have all that cinnamon nuance with uh with the up and down pepper and sweetness, Dave. The Classico is your brand. The Fratello uh, Arlequin is your brand for that kind of stuff, right? And so, um, I cannot stress, I, I can't stress it enough, man. I think, I think Arlequin is seriously, um, it, it's it's one of the best releases of last year, hands down. For people that have tried their cigar and have paid attention yep. to that blend, period in a story, that cigar is incredible to me, and it, to my palate, right.
0: Um, and and but I for us,
1: those that has just worked well.
0: And no, absolutely. And for us, when we had that opportunity to help launch our yes, to our members exactly. before it went anywhere else, one, we were like, "Well, this is amazing. This is a, an honor and a privilege." And then we got the feedback in, and they went online and were rating the cigars, and it was five star, five star, five star. Yeah. And it was the feedback was this is just when people smoke Nicaraguan tobacco, or when you talk about the profile of, of a general, by generalizing it. So a very broad profile of Nicaraguan tobacco, if you will, I think of Arlequine. It's like, it has all of that. I just, it's, it's rich. It's got spice. It's got body. It's got character. It's like zesty in the, it's just like everything that I think of when I think of a very classic Nicaraguan cigar and the box press of it, the band, everything, the smoking experience is delicious. Yeah, and yeah. I think we smoked that when we did our interview at La Aurora yeah. a few weeks back, we were both smoking that cigar. And I was just reminded like, cause we've been smoking so much Dominican tobacco that whole week. And you, I lit up Arla and I'm like, Oh, yeah. bring me the, bring me that Nicaraguan tobacco. It just, I'm like, this is such a classic profile that people just want. And it's a great price yeah. point. It's like a $9 cigar in great right, retail. And it's like, what? So many times I reach for that cigar. Uh, because it can pair with so many things. It can be just an enjoyable afternoon smoke or a post-dinner smoke. It can be the first smoke of the day. I love Arlequin, and yeah. our members have loved it as well, which is really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Thank you for that cigar, Omar.
1: Hey, uh, listen. <laughs> if I can continue to pump out cigars like this, I was for the guy. Like, this is a cigar that um, all, I, all we did was box-present, right? Like, But you have to modify the Liga to box-present cigar, right? We've talked about this many times. Um, I cannot just box press a cigar, just, you know, just a box press that I got to loosen up the, the the blend and the way you loosen up the blend is where you get to those flavors, right? Be the exact same cigar you have to do is press it an entirely different cigar. Um, what I find fascinating out of this, out of this whole situation is that that cigar was out on the road for about a year and a half before through a fresh pack that we do. Um, and it was the intent was give me the two favorites out of the blends, give me the two cigars that you enjoy the most. And people talk, man, people are like, I love that Arlequin, um in the U.S. And primarily sorella was very popular overseas. So what I ended up finding out was, you know, let me just launch sorella overseas. I mean, launch the Fratello Arlequin here, local uh, to the U.S. And uh, and it's and, and then I decided to box press it. And when I box press it, I said, let well, me see how the flavor profile changes. It was. God, it was, it was such a great discovery. Well, what that
0: happened? So Look, happened it, what did so. it go from? What was the profile shift from uh, yeah. non box press to box press? I'm really curious. Oh my
1: god, the cream! It's just it, it, it. When when people hear me talk about cream, it's the it's the it's it really comes down to the feeling after you eat um, a tres leches or like oh. you're eating flan, right? And you swallow, right? And then you're done, but it sort of lingers. There's like some this this product that covers. Your mouth, um, and it's no longer the sweet, right? You experience the sweet already in the tip of your of your tongue. It's just it covers your palate with the cream of the, of those of those two dishes. Is the best way I can describe our oh, It just
2: lingers there, man. That's beautiful. And I want to give an update to anyone watching this on uh, YouTube. I have probably one of the tiniest nubs. I mean, incredible construction, great smoke oh. output, even with whatever half an inch that I have left here. It's been a while since I've nubbed a cigar this much. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that is that is impressive. Um, is. the one other thing I wanted to note yeah. to that cream, Omar, is it's Mexican San Andres is the wrapper on that, right? On Arlequine? Yes. And that that wrapper a lot of times gives gives me this really cool, like bitter dark chocolate kind of vibe. Yeah. But you pair that with the cream and it's like this It's like hot coconut. Uh, it's not it's not overly sweet it still has a good like bitterness that you just want to keep coming back to. And then the pepper comes yeah. in and then the mouthfeel is creamy. That, that is, it's like my, it's my, the like light bulb has gone on over my head. Cause yeah. I was like trying to figure out what is that thing with our that I just really go to on the profile. And I think it is that mouthfeel. It's when you yeah. exhale the smoke and it's just sweet, creamy, just nice. It's not, doesn't leave spice. It doesn't leave like a smoky campfire aftertaste. It's, it's a yeah. clean cream. It's really, really fascinating Make sure that you can get that more. profile out of the sphere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. it, it, it really is an impressive cigar. And, and I'll say the one other cigar that also stands out in my mind. We, we shipped out Nevetta Inversa and Corona Gorda last year at some point. And the first time I smoked that cigar, I remember smoking it, getting through like the first third and being like, I am literally smoking a s'more. It's marshmallows yeah, and chocolate, and mm. you you smoke cigars sometimes in throughout whatever life. And there's the there's ones you love, there's ones you don't like, and then there's ones that change your perceptive perception yeah. on what you can taste in a cigar. That cigar from all of the Fratello lineups is the cigar that changed my perception on what a cigar can taste like. There, there, there they are, there right it there. Is. There it is. It is a s'more that is what that cigar is to me and i just like pew great. i don't know if you've smoked that one
2: i have and that's a really great way to describe it that's
0: like, a perfect that's I'd, one of the best ways it. i've heard
1: a description um of this cigar and i actually here's what's so like i'm like nodding my head i said like, can i believe you literally just described it like that because a guy in germany literally said the exact same thing you did I was oh like my what the <laughs> <laughs> he's like omar it's like i'm in a bonfire oh my oh my oh my it's like i'm in a bonfire and it's got like a, like a toast, and like a marshmallow and, and crackers. And they put it in and they oh, say, I eat it. It's so good. It's so good. So I'm like, man, this is the American version of the whole description. It is to the dot that cigar.
2: Yeah, there's to there's the something dot. special about being able to just transport yourself with any experience. Um, but I do have a question here, and this is one that I always ask, and it's probably one of my favorite questions. So I'm a huge believer in always be learning, right? So always challenge yourself or trying to learn something new. Um, is there something that you're trying to currently learn or challenge yourself on, whether that be within the Fratello or just personal itself? Yeah. Um, I'm always
1: I'm always trying to get into more in depth into the different tobaccos, right? Like, and, 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 and understanding more... Soil and and development, right? Like the effect of you know when you turn the the you know the the terrain over to see and refresh it and 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 bring in you know uh, more nutrients to that soil. What the effect of you know certain chemicals or certain uh, or, or or you know or certain proteins that you add to the to the uh, to the soil so that it brings a different crop, a more powerful crop, one that can sustain more blue mold or you know some of these diseases that unfortunately affect tobaccos, right? Like any other industry, any other agricultural industry. Um, I'm 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 fascinated by it. I want to get I want to dive in more into that, into the science aspect of of you know cultivating tobacco and 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 seeing how you know more water or less water or you know, uh, you know, a drier season versus a more, uh, you know, rainy season can affect tobaccos, right? We know that if it's been raining a lot, uh, then obviously plants are always going to be, you know, gonna be a little higher because they're going to try and grow and try to get to the sun, try to open up a little bit more. Like these are some basic things, right? Like we we get taught these things in elementary school. But when we're talking about the effects of the soil, the iron and the iron and the uh, in the soil, how does that have that effect um, to the ash of a cigar or, you know, uh, the the different, just just understanding that and seeing it from very beginning to end. And it takes years for that. I mean, I, I literally have to move to Dominican Republic just to see the beginning to end of every particular season. But I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm going to move, it's that I'm going to begin, um, you know, as things start opening back up continue with understanding the soil aspect of it and how does it get to the end result that's my that's where i want to learn the most
2: yeah that's incredible and a lot of crossover with like the wine world in that one you know how the terroir affects the grapes and the soil and everything like that um definitely really cool and and i imagine that takes years to learn and you find a master and and just sit there and listen
0: yeah yeah that what are you what are you learning this year soil that's a true blender right there, folks. That's a massive Absolutely, matter. Getting down to the dirt, the nitty-gritty of it's it. Mine. Dedication I mean, that, to the craft. You can taste it in the final product when, when people like, like you, Omar, like, are that dedicated to learning more and pushing boundaries and developing the profiles of your cigars. And for us as a, as a club that ships a lot of Fratello, that's a really amazing thing for us to be able to experience with you and, and hear that from you and be able to share that with our members as well. Uh, so that they know like what goes into this cigar right so when you're smoking it you're not just smoking it, like do i like it or do i not like it like learn about that cigar that you're smoking and, and the person behind it and, and how it got yeah. to your hand and it changes your perception on what a cigar is completely and as we kind of wrap all this up you know i mm-hmm. one so thankful omar that you're able to hop on this yes thank, thank you, you that, that you you know said hey yeah, I'm going to the DR next week. You want to come? And the next thing you know, we're both there. And I got the whole... was isn't working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was just, it was a great, it was a fascinating experience. Yeah. It was an experience that, that I'll remember for the rest of my life. And, um, and, I, and I learned so much. And to me, to be able to take that knowledge and bring it back to Cigar Club and to what we're doing here is, you know, you can't put a price tag on something like that. And Omar and and us here at Cigar Club are working on some really cool cigars coming up soon. I'm smoking one of those samples now that could potentially be part of the first release of uh, Fratello Cigar Club exclusive. Uh, We've got some really cool stuff happening uh, at the Hoya factory as well in Nicaragua with some cool projects we might be doing there uh, as well. And, and, you know, I'm trying to get this Classico Perfecto in, in some boxes for the Cigar Club family. As well, you I've got one for you inside. I I got one for for myself. (laughs) I got one for you inside. You can smoke. Uh, You have to eat it with coconut rice, though. It's the only option.
2: But (laughs) whip up some. Let's go.
0: (laughs) But all that to say, a lot of really cool stuff is coming for our cigar club family with fratello Cigars. Omar, you're like your family here now, and you're an integral part part of what we do more so than just uh, a business partner or someone that somebody that we buy cigars from uh you've you be you're part of what we do and part of the experience yeah. we give our customers and for that I'm grateful for it and our and our members are going to feel that and they're going to feel like they're a part of something which I think is what the cigar community is all about absolutely so thank absolutely. you
1: absolutely guys thank you so much for having me over uh um to the cigar yeah, family keeps on following us on uh, Instagram and uh check yes. us out on YouTube on yeah, we're, we're Everyone finds
2: let let them and, know uh, um I
1: got I got mad love for uh, for all of you guys and uh, Dave. Uh, you know uh, you know you're, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean it was it's when it's when things begin to happen in a, in an organized format where um, it, it stops being so much about not only about the business aspect of it, but also the personal aspect of me connecting along with you and your team. Uh, at cigar club and but also your members to uh, have them know that they can reach out to us, ask us any questions on Advertella Cigars, or go and check out our, our imperfect parents on YouTube and subscribe and give us uh and, and give us your information. You know how do how are we doing? How do you guys think that uh, that we are providing uh, hopefully great content for everyone? But thank you so much for the invite. It means a lot, and I hope we can get a chance to do it again.
0: Absolutely. We will absolutely. Well, Omar, yeah, you've been great. the first guest on the cigar club podcast. Thank, thank, thank you. you. And we will Beautiful. talk with you soon. Thanks, Omar. We appreciate you. Thanks guys. Take care, Omar. Take care, Thank, Omar. Thank you. Care. Wow. I mean,
2: what, what a story. I mean, Omar, I, I think that's probably one of the coolest stories that I know as far as just any, not even just in the cigar industry, but NASA, there's, there's not too many people that can say they worked for NASA and then left NASA to be there to, to start their dream. Like that's incredible.
0: Yeah, the, the hustle aspect of it, which he didn't talk a ton on, I think, because he's, you know, not going to sit here and brag to us. Yep. But uh, I mean, the guy's putting in however many hours a week it takes to work at NASA, which is definitely more than 40. Let's just start there. And then yeah. he got a- to build a cigar brand, which is also definitely more than 40. And his hustle, his drive, the motivation behind it, it's inspiring to say the least. Uh, well, without... This has been a really cool podcast and the fact that we're we're sitting on the same place, Pew. Hello. I can see them. We can queue up things, look at each other. And uh, yeah, I mean,
2: to, to hark on that. And then within a year to have your cigar on the back of a beer pairing that you've never reached out to. And yep, that's that's incredible. Um, but yeah, dude, it's great. The weather held out for us. We had a couple raindrops during that. I thought it was going to force us inside. Worked out perfect. I mean, I think it's about to take a turn for the worse. But should we come down? Are we shooting all these immobile?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This is I'm like, this is the first one we've shot since we've been here. We got another one we'll hopefully shoot today, maybe some more tomorrow. Um, guys, in the future, we're going to see some really cool podcasts. I'm going to get Jeff and Griff on and do some roundtable discussion just on Cigar Club and what's going on. Pew and I have got a 2 days 2 palette coming up next episode, talking about smoking puritos and blending cigars.
2: Um, that's a bucket list for me, and I'm really excited to uh, to try that and kind of have you walk me through... What you've experienced in factories uh, that not only but a handful of people outside of the you know actual being a brand owner get to experience. And yeah, that's been something that's been on my bucket list for a long time. And I'm really, really looking forward to that one. So you get to walk me through. I'll be your Padawan.
0: Yeah, which is funny because it's like you talk to someone like Omar. It's like, oh, wow, Dave knows absolutely nothing. But <laughs> I can tell you some of the things they've told me. And yeah, that's going to be a really fun time to sit down and do that. To everyone listening or watching on YouTube, thank you again for being here. Um, this we're at we're still at our young phase here at the Cigar Club three podcast. Three or four now, three or four episodes. First now. one
2: just went live this week. I mean, incredible. Looking for everyone's feedback and seeing how everyone enjoys it. Um, and and you know we're building this for for our family, uh, Cigar Club. Yep. So give us uh, your feedback. Let us know things that you want to see, things uh, you want us to talk about.
0: Yeah, and hold on a. Gonna... Let this truck stop real quick. There we go. Adds to the ambiance. <laughs> it adds to the ambiance <laughs> of the deck here in Mobile, Alabama. But anyway, yep. guys, thank you. Uh, make sure you like this video. Uh, follow us on Spotify, where I believe at this point we'll be up on Apple Music as well. Uh, make sure you download those episodes. And and like Pew said, give us your feedback, whether that's a DM on Instagram or emailing davidcigarclub.com or pew at cigarclub.com. You'll probably get a quicker response from Pew. You will. Uh, but I'll do my best. I'm getting better. I'm getting better at this whole email thing. Uh, but thank you, guys, from the bottom of our hearts for listening, for being a part of this. If you want to see certain things on the show, please reach out and let us know. Um, but it, it's been another great episode. Pew, thanks for being here.
2: Absolutely. Till next time, we uh, we look forward to uh, keep doing these with you or for you.
0: And uh, it's been a blast. Happy smoking, cigarco family. We will see you next week. Tuesday, baby. Peace uh uh-huh.